Playboy Cardi recently did an interview with XXL Magazine where he discusses upcoming music, a couple things in his personal life, inspiration, so on and so forth. Now, you may have seen some quotables from the interview on social media. I've definitely seen the Tech 9 inspiration everywhere, which, which is great. It's nice to see that Playboy Cardi, a pioneer of the mumble era, if you will, seek not seeks inspiration, but has been inspired from, you could say, an old rap head. But let's give credit where credit is due to an amazing rapper in Tech 9 I'm not going to sit here and be able to list certain tracks to give you or albums. Last time I listened to Tech 9 consistently, probably over a decade ago, to be real with you, in my teen years, I remember I was uh, listening Am I a Cycle with Hobson. I believe Tech 9 was on that track. Worldwide Chopper remix and a couple various tracks but from there if you're a fan of bars you're a fan of rap tech nine especially speed rap definitely check out tech nine and it goes to show you that even though Cardi's in a completely different subgenre, he is still getting inspiration from someone that's at its root at its foundation raps you know you're not i'm not even gonna disrespect tech nine by saying lyrical miracles no i'm talking about you know literal ballistic bars like Go check him out if you haven't. If he's not your thing, it is what it is. If you actually end up enjoying Tech 9, hey, what can I do? I'm just putting y'all on. You know how it goes on here. With that, another episode. So again, Playboy Cardi being inspired by Tech 9 from Tech 9's performances to the merch of presentations, everything that Tech 9 does. He's a pioneer for Playboy Cardi from when it comes to having a cult following, embracing yourself, and sticking to your vision. With that being said, going on from there, I'm pretty sure you guys heard the news. It isn't too breaking. I mean, news breaking, I feel. Playboy Cardi is working on new music. Now, as far as the title, you know, allegedly is going to be titled music because Playboy Cardi is making music. I feel that title will change whenever it comes time for the project to drop for marketing reasons. And I don't know, music sounds pretty boring, but hey, he could he could surprise us, keep it to just being titled music. And then from there, you know, there were, uh, again, I want to talk about, no, I didn't state that my fault. I felt there were some hidden gem, hidden gems in this interview that didn't get enough exposure whenever this interview was being shared around. But that's all right, because that's what I'm here for. And of course, we got some dad answers. You guys know how I am about the dad bars and music. But over here, how do you like being a dad? How has that been for you? Play Bacardi saying, I'm a father. You know what I'm saying? You know how it is having kids. I just got responsibilities. I pay a lot of bills. I take care of a lot of people. I take care of my mom. I take care of my family. I take care of my baby mom and take care of my son. There's a lot of people I take care of. So it's like, I got to keep doing it. Now, with that said, you know, on this podcast, I'm not one to usually if I see a post, especially on my Instagram in general, if, I, if there's a Playboy Cardi post or an Iggy post, I'm not going to be the one that just posted. I'm like, look at their family situation. A lot of that shit, you know, the people be doing it for the likes. But whenever it comes to these interviews, hey, <laughs> I mean, feel free to prove me wrong. I'm not saying Playboy Cardi's a great father, but take this response from Playboy Cardi in this interview. If you're a fan, if you're not how you want to take it, just don't, whenever it comes to family matters, don't take it everything on social media as the end all. But it's nice seeing as how he isn't trying to shy away from these questions, how he isn't, you know, trying to diss Iggy or nothing like that. So it's just nice to see just some answers that aren't, you know, correctly, politically correct driven as far as, you know, as far as um, narrative, so on and so forth. I know I'm getting a little too, getting a little too slow right there. But one thing that caught my attention was Playboy Cardi basically um, play, not playing around with the idea 
but just potentially feeling like he needs to dumb down his music. Now, I'll go through the questions and the answers here. That way you can have an accurate, not just accurate description, but you can understand accurately how this conversation is going. Now, the question being asked, walk through the diff- or the statement, walk, quote, walk through the difference between the three albums you have released. They have all seemed drastically different from each other. How would you describe the growth between projects and what fans will see coming from you next? Even the baby voice. Are you offended by the term baby voice? Play with Cardi. Hmm. I don't know. I don't judge. I can't get mad at my fans for saying baby voice. That's how it is. And then uh, the statement after that being, that's how it was described. Then Cardi going on to say, yeah, then it's that. Like I said, it's music. So that's what, that's what's it. That's what it's for. So everybody can just, I got a lot of people that I got to take care of. So I'm here forever. So the music that I'm making is forever. I've been listening to Mayhem, The Weeknd, a lot of old Atlanta shit, ratchet shit. Do you think sometimes I need to dumb it down? Do people think I'm too ahead? Because sometimes I feel like dumbing it down makes more money. And then the guy asked Playboy Cardi, are you making it for the money? Cardi responds, no. Then why, then what does it matter? Why would you dumb it down? Cardi goes on to say, people talk. It's just like I have a lot of people I have to take care of. And if you got to dumb down, if you got to dumb shit down to get the money, I'll do that for my family. You know what I'm saying? I'm just letting people know I know what's going on and this is what I'm on. You feel me? I'd rather do it now. People love it. People hate it. And then two years from now, it's normal. Being weird is normal now. You know what I'm saying? If you're not weird, you're not cool. And then that's to end this, this, um, part of the interview. It was a bit confusing reading this through and rereading it again for you guys because I feel like there was more sentences in here that for whatever reason didn't make the cut because the way it goes from, you know, dumbing the music down to just instantly, not I wouldn't say avoiding it for making more money, but people talk. It's just like I have a lot of people I have to take care of. People talk. What does Playboy Cardi mean by that? Now, to simplify this, I see the where Playboy Cardi is coming from and the fact that he is emphasizing he has people to take care of. He and, you know, you got to do what you got to do to get the money. I feel Playboy Cardi's struggle is even though he's paving a new foundation and direction every single time he drops an album is the mix acclaim with the with the project's initial debut. Worth it? Is setting these trends and sound worth it compared to the potential money he could get if he just dumbed things down to where it was more accessible to the mainstream audience? So to really put this in English, shit, should I keep putting out complicated projects or should I just dumb it down to a point where I could get quick streams? However, I see this as a double-edged sword because you know how it goes. You've seen it. You've seen it right now. If you're making... Stupid music. And I'm not saying stupid as in ignorant, nothing like that, but stupid as in there's no there's no replayability, there's no value, there's no future. If you want to be accessible with the streams and you know to get that bag to dumb it down, I feel that wouldn't work. And even for Playboy Cardi at this stage of his career, if he were to quote unquote dumb it down, I feel that's losing bread. I feel that's losing bread. I feel and, you know, there's a certain quote, you know, it's uh, when he says people talk, which is a bit confusing reading this through people talk as in critics, like whenever the critics are discussing your album and pot- uh, potentially giving it a negative spin. And then that's hurting the bread. Is that what pushes Playboy Cardi to sort of be like, you know what, why even push in this new direction or go so hard when I could just 
give y'all the baby voice and let it be that. He could just keep giving us the miss, the meh, <laughs> the mess. But I, I felt this was an interesting conversation. It was weirded a bit weird, but what I got out of it most part is, you know, hey, I could dumb things down, baby voice 24-7 and get stupid amount of streams, stupid amount of money because, you know, I got a family to take care of and I love the bunny. But also being able to sonically change the landscape and just everything with his music that it's great and just double down on who you are and eventually everybody catches on. I feel playing the long game always works for the better. Playing the long game will work. It took, I would say, not mainstream, mainstream, but it took close to six months to a year to have, I guess I could use mainstream, more mainstream accessible group of people start falling in love with Whole Lot of Red. By the way, I have an episode on Whole Lot of Red titled Whole Lot of Christmas. I dropped that Christmas day all the way in uh, 2021, of course, December, where I discussed how I felt about Whole Lot of Red almost a year later. And real quick, I'm going to just summarize that I felt Playboy Cardi should have just gone all the way with the punk rock aesthetic. I felt like a good half of the project could have been cut off. It felt, you know, like we still had some dye lit lingering in, which would have been great for those that would prefer that. But I feel for a whole lot of red, he should have just gone all out, all, all out on the punk rock aesthetic, maybe even given us an EP of some of, you know, some of the tracks on there and then eventually lit onto this era. But I just want to give you my quick thoughts. Check that episode out. Now, that was a, you know, that was a dope conversation to read as far as play recording on his upcoming album music. Um, what are the topics that are important for this project? What did you notice while making this recent music that you find yourself rapping about or writing about? Play, Playboy Cardin going on to say, love, sex, drugs, changes in my life. I've been rapping about going to rehab. I want to go to rehab because I think I'm bipolar. I want everybody to feel free. I want this album to make everyone feel free. I hope this album brings peace to the world. Honestly, I'm in love with what I'm doing. Like I told you, you can't put a genre alternative on me. My little brother told me that all the time. And it's I'm hearing Playboy Cardi speak about rehab bars. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I'm looking forward to anything Playboy Cardi drops. It is good to see that we are getting a more, I guess you could say a deeper look into not just who Playboy Cardi is, but Playboy Cardi himself. I forgot, I forgot his real name, but just things going on in his personal life. Instead of just, you know, being a rock star. And going on from there, there was another, you know, two, uh, I will say two things. One, whenever it comes to the satanic imagery, the cold stuff, and, you know, the person asking the question, <laughs> are you playing into that? Is that the wrong term? Oh, my fault. Let me take a step back. Let me read you the full thing. With the cold stuff, you have the uh, satanic symbol, imagery, and all of that on your clothing, merch, and part of your brand. Are you playing into that? Is that the wrong interpretation of it? How would you explain what the imagery means? I sort of don't even want to reply with what Car- with what Playboy Cardi says because I feel that question like, what do you what do you what do you think the imagery means? Right, what do you get out of it? Listen, when our future was doing the upside down cross, Tyler was doing the upside down cross on the cat. Did I look at it as a teenager and say, "Holy shit, I want to worship the devil"? Fuck no. Was I a little bit skeptical, like, "Whoa, upside down cross"? Am I rocking like that? You know, I really don't give a fuck about it. It just looks tight. I believe it was on one of his low top vans. I remember seeing, I was like, them shit, they're fresh. Those are fresh. Upside down cross, not the biggest fan, but I'll still rock them. But anyways, I say that to say, however the imagery affects you, that's how it's going to affect you. I mean, 
if you're not fucking with satanic symbols and is the artist's answer really going to change it for you? Like, oh, okay, he's just using it for the music. All of a sudden, I don't care. I don't know. I feel that's something that goes on someone. But if I had to give you the response, Play Bacardi goes on to say, I didn't make the rules. People go this way. I go that way. I said that on whole lot of red. That's what it's about. And now it's becoming by nature. I was never scared to express myself. I've always been. My mom, she can tell you that. I don't want to talk about no fucking money either, but there's levels. You know what I'm saying? There's certain shit I couldn't do back then that I could do now. People could get deep into their thoughts. So play Bacardi, as far as potentially, you know, satanic imagery, you know, that whole aesthetic. He been rocking with it, but maybe his mom was too straight. That's what I got out of that. Y'all let me know what you got. Uh, that piece right there. But for the most part, man, however you take it, that's how you take it. Now, of course, some another thing that I saw on social media was pretty popular, which I'm happy to see here, is that Playboy Cardi is really close with Kanye. Kanye, words can't describe. That's my big brother. That's my friend. Uh, you know, he goes on to shout out ASAP Rocky as well. And there was another, another crucial part here. No, it isn't the fact that he loves Uzi to death. And... The fact that, you know, there's potential music being made between the both of them. Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys love that as well. But I felt not enough people gave attention to his label, Opium. Now, if you're familiar with Ken Carson, I recently did a rock and roll uh, review. Wow, rock and roll review. I recently did a review for his rock and roll track. I know I'm about a year late. The music video brought me in. But with that being said, Opium is played with Cardi's label. His artists are Ken Carson, Destroy Lonely, Homicide, Bino, and Homicide Michi. And of course, he has a group of producers, some of them that I talked about for the rock and roll review. And, you know, producers he's had on, those that have helped not only Ken Carson, those signed, but helped Playboy Cardi with whole lot of red. Now, Opium, definitely check out the way Playboy Cardi is handling this, whether you're an artist, whether you're trying to be AR or manager, and understand the amount of work that goes on behind the scenes. Because it isn't like the Opium just handles everything and all of a sudden, that's it. It's the end. This ain't OVO, all right? <laughs> I need to do a separate video on OVO. But there's a lot of teamwork and just not even behind the scenes, a lot of team oriented projects that interconnect with one another producers and you got you just gotta love to see how involved playbook cardi is or how much he's pushing the label and just being able to do different kinds of not just collaborations but ways to plant the seeds and continue to sprout that influence you get you get the whole metaphor here now i just want to end things up with another crucial part in the interview that they speak about Playboy Cardi's manager, nothing too descriptive or into detail, but the fact that Aaron Larson has been Playboy's, Playboy Cardi's manager for the past seven years. Now, real quick, I'm going to give you the question and then Playboy Cardi's statement. Aaron Larson is your manager for the past seven years, right? She's been with you through all of it. Playboy Cardi going on to say, I love her to death. She can be a pilot as much things I don't ask her to do. Yeah, I call her phone and be like, yo, I need the lasers. And she's calling people in France and it's done. Stuff like that. That just making sure my show looks a certain way. And it's, I can't stress enough the fact that I haven't had any legitimate, you know, <laughs> any legitimate experience in the music field as far as managers. But one thing that I have noted, whether it's from Chance the Rapper, whether it's about Playboy Cardi right now, is that a great manager is one of the most crucial things you will find in a lot of successful careers. And being able to see in the last, in the past seven years, that's three eras of Playboy Cardi. 
in the past, yeah, basically, yeah, 2022 going to 2015. Now, I want, you know, I'm going to search up if Aaron Larson was his only manager or if he had another one, just because she's basically been managing him since, uh, was it the self-titled Playboy Cardi? But with that being said, and I start losing track, past almost the entirety of his career, he's had one manager. And just hearing it right here, he calls her phone, she gets the job done. That's one of the most important things you can have. And, you know, by me mentioning to you his opium, label mates, label producers, his manager, understand just how coherent the team has to be to be able to just see that Playboy Cardi billboard, to see that play, to hear that Playboy Cardi album, just the amount of work. I'm pretty sure there's a lot more to it as far as the like label A&Rs and everybody that's genuinely working on Playboy Cardi's team. But when you see this, when you see the rap star Playboy Cardi, just know there's dozens and dozens, if not a hundred people behind that face, putting in that work, putting in that influence, whether it's a friendship, whether it's advice, just everything coming in together. That's it for this episode. I wanted to discuss some of the things that I didn't see flying around social media as far as the opium, the manager, Playboy Cardi's view of potentially dumbing down his music in order to make it more accessible. However, you know, shouts out to him for staying true to where he wants to put his craft because I feel the long game is definitely better than a short game. Stick stick to your craft. Let the people eventually become fans. If not, double down on your hardcore fans. That Tech 9 inspiration is exactly... Is it, I wouldn't say the mold every single artist should have, but one thing every single artist should understand is if the hardcore fans are happy, you're doing good. You're doing good. With that being the case, that'll be it for this episode. I'll catch you guys on the next one. I'm out.